0: Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. An Apple A Day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And over there you're going to find articles about topics we've discussed. You're going to find articles about the podcast itself. So you got a minute, go over there, check us out. I think you'll enjoy it. How you doing today, my friends? You're feeling good, feeling strong? You're doing everything the doctors are telling you to do? You're taking your medication like you're supposed to? Very good, very good. Hopefully this winter's just about over. I hope so. I can't take any more of this cold. Jeez. But anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, we got a good one for you today. We got a really good one for you. We're going to be discussing 17 reasons why people, for some reason, always feel hungry and what causes that and ways maybe you can fight it or get around it. We're also going to be discussing the early signs of dementia. You're probably thinking, Jimmy, early signs of dementia, that's for old people. Well, none of us are getting any younger. That's number one. But number two, dementia isn't just for old people. Certain diseases... Certain afflictions that we have can bring on dementia early. So there's some key early warning signs that you look out for. And this way you can bring them up to your doctor if you notice them. So we're going to be discussing that. And (laughs) as I promised, we're going to be discussing, is there a link? Is there a link between depression and masturbation? So we're going to talk about all of that and more. But before we start, I want to let you know that we're welcoming new listeners from Italy. That's right, Italy. We're now heard in 52 different countries. That's great. Welcome to the Apple a Day family, Italy. We're happy to have you come aboard. All right, let's get going here. Alright, let's discuss food. 17 Reasons for Always Feeling Hungry Hunger is the body's way of telling a person that it needs food. After eating enough food, hunger usually temporarily goes away. Sometimes, however, a person may feel as though they're hungry all the time. They may find that they do not feel full after eating or that they desire to eat and that continues throughout the day. A person may be able to reduce their hunger by making dietary or lifestyle changes. However, constant hunger can also be a sign of certain medical conditions that may need treatment. In this article, we describe 17 possible causes of being hungry all the time. Number one, dieting. People who follow a calorie-restricted diet may feel hunger all or much of the time. Consuming fewer calories than a body burns can cause the body to produce a hormone called ghrelin. Some refer to ghrelin as the hunger hormone because the stomach releases it when the body needs more food. A low-calorie diet can increase ghrelin production and cause hunger, even after a person has just eaten. Number two, high sugar diet. Many food products and beverages have added sugar and it may increase a person's appetite. A 2015 review suggests that eating too much sugar, particularly fructose, can lead to increased appetite. A high fructose diet may cause the body to produce more ghrelin and affect activity in specific regions of the brain to make the person feel less full. Research from 2017 also found that consuming a fructose supplement increased the rate of stomach emptying in study participants. Number three. Low-Protein Diet Some research has suggested that eating more protein can help a person feel less hungry. For instance, a 2015 study in China explored the effect of a high-protein diet in 156 adolescents with obesity. The researchers randomized the participants to eat either a high-protein or a low-protein breakfast each day for three months. Both breakfasts had the same number of calories. The study found that compared with the low-protein breakfast, a high-protein breakfast reduced lunchtime food intake and increased weight loss and fullness in the participants. In the United States, the Food and Nutrition Board recommend that adult males consume 56 grams of protein per day and adult females consume 46 grams. Eating some protein with each meal and snack rather than all at once, may help keep the appetite steady throughout the day. Number four, dehydration. Proper hydration is essential for good health. Some evidence also suggests that drinking water can help a person feel full. For example, one 2014 study investigated the effect of excessive water intake in women who were overweight. The researchers asked that participants drink liters of water 30 minutes before eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner each day. After eight weeks, the women had lost weight and reported having decreased appetite. Number five, low fiber diet. As well as being important for healthy digestion and preventing constipation, dietary fiber may also play a role in controlling hunger. A 2016 study found that people who took psyllium fiber supplement experienced less hunger between meals than those who took a placebo. Another study from 2015 reported similar findings in people who took maltodextrin fiber supplement. The Food and Nutrition Board recommend that males aged 19 to 50 years old eat 38 grams of fiber daily. Females aged 19 to 50 years old eat 25 grams of fiber daily. Number six, sleep disruption. Not getting enough sleep can disrupt the body's natural hormonal balance, which may increase feelings of hunger in some people. Research has linked sleep disruption to a range of health conditions, including obesity and diabetes. A small study from 2016 found that men who restricted their sleep had higher ghrelin levels and ate more than those who slept normally. Number seven. This affects all of us, really, who are disabled. Number seven, boredom. Some people may confuse boredom with hunger, causing them to eat more. A 2015 study found that feeling bored can prompt a person to seek rewarding behavior, such as eating. Number eight, high-salt diet. According to the American Heart Association, the AHA, the average person in the U.S. eats more than 3,400 milligrams of sodium daily, most of which comes from processed foods. The AHA recommends that people should consume no more than 2,300 milligrams of sodium per day, but ideally, most adults should aim to consume under 1,500 milligrams daily. However, salty foods may also affect more than just heart health. Some research suggests that high salt consumption may cause a person to eat more. For example, a 2016 study involving 48 healthy adults found that participants who had high-salt meals ate more food than those who had low-salt meals. Number 9. Menopause Some research suggests that females are at increased risk of weight gain when going through menopause. This may be due to the number of factors, including hormonal changes. According to a 2017 review, the decline in estrogen hormones during menopause may lead to an increased appetite. Number 10. Medications. Again, this is a risk for us who are disabled. Some medications can affect the body's metabolism and hunger signals. Certain antidepressants, antipsychotics, and corticosteroids may cause a person to feel hungrier than normal. People experiencing significant weight gain after taking a new medication may wish to speak to their doctor. They can advise on coping strategies or may recommend changing the dosage or switching to an alternative medication. Sudden withdrawal can cause unwanted side effects, so it is important to discuss stopping medications with the doctor first. Number 11, leptin resistance. Leptin is a hormone that tells the brain when the stomach is full leptin usually rises after a meal leptin resistance is a condition in which the body does not respond properly to leptin this may result in a person not feeling full after eating a meal many individuals who are overweight or obese develop leptin resistance which can make them feel hungry more often number 12 stress research also linked emotional stress to problems with appetite control One 2015 study found that people experiencing stress due to marital issues had higher levels of ghrelin and poor quality diet than those in more stable marriages. Number 13, artificial sweeteners. Manufacturers add artificial sweeteners to a range of products, including diet sodas and sugar-free or low-sugar foods. The use of the sugar substitutes can help reduce the person's overall sugar intake. However, some animal studies suggest that artificial sweeteners may increase the appetite. For instance, a 2016 study found that a diet sweetened with sucralose, a popular artificial sweetener, promoted hunger in fruit flies. Number 14. Alcohol Consumption Drinking alcoholic beverages can make a person feel hungry. Research from 2017 suggests the link between alcohol and overeating may be due to the effect that alcohol has on hunger signals in the brain. In a 2015 study involving 35 women, researchers reported that consuming alcohol prior to a meal made participants more sensitive to food aromas and caused them to eat more. Number 15, breastfeeding. Women who breastfeed require extra calories to produce milk, which might cause the appetite to increase. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommend that women who are breastfeeding consume an extra 450 to 500 calories per day. Number 16. Overactive thyroid. The thyroid is a small gland located in the front of the neck, it produces hormones that control the metabolism and how the body uses energy. An overactive thyroid or hyperthyroidism can cause a wide range of symptoms, including increased hunger. Other symptoms of hyperthyroidism may include a swollen neck, weight loss, feeling hot, diarrhea, irritability, nervousness, and mood swings, fatigue, hyperactivity, more frequent urination. A doctor can usually diagnose hyperthyroidism with a physical exam and blood test. Treatment options include medications radiodyne therapy, and thyroid surgery. Number 17, type 2 diabetes. Persistent hunger can be a symptom of type 2 diabetes. Without treatment, diabetes causes glucose to stay in the blood instead of going into the cells, which use glucose as a source of energy. This can make a person feel tired and hungry. Other symptoms of type 2 diabetes include increased thirst, more frequent urination, vision problems, slower healing of cuts and wounds, and unexplained weight loss. People with symptoms of type 2 diabetes should see a doctor for an evaluation. A doctor can often diagnose diabetes with a simple blood test. Treatment options include medications, dietary and lifestyle changes. In summary, a person may feel hungry all the time for a number of reasons. They they may need to be able to reduce this hunger by making dietary changes such as including more protein and fiber, eating less sugar and salt, drinking more water, limiting processed or fried foods, consuming less alcohol. Increased hunger can be a side effect of some medications. However, it can also indicate health conditions such as hypothyroidism, stress, or type 2 diabetes. People experiencing constant feelings of hunger or unexplained weight loss may wish to consider seeing a doctor. Now, that's their 17 reasons, but I'm sure you can think of other reasons why people eat, you know, even when they're not hungry. One that comes to mind for me is depression. I know for me, I went through about a depression years ago, and I just blindly ate. I mean, I put on so much weight that all you would have to do is tattoo Goodyear on the side of me and fly me over Yankee Stadium. I mean, but... You know, when people are depressed, everyone handles depression and stress and all that differently. But that's how I handled my depression. I I just ate. I ate and I ate and I ate. You got people that quit smoking. And what do they do? They pick up food to replace picking up cigarettes. So my point here is, is that if you see yourself eating and you're not really hungry, you just finished a meal, but you're still eating. Don't hesitate. Go out. Go see a doctor. You have to be proactive with your health. That's the most important thing. So take care of your health. You see this happening to you, go see a doctor. All right, let's move on to the next topic here. I'd like to talk to you about the early warning signs of dementia. Now you're probably saying Jimmy. Dementia, that's for an old person. Now, It's for older people in general, but there are early warning signs that you should take heed of. And let me tell you one thing that dementia isn't. Dementia isn't being crazy. Remember when you were a kid and you'd have a friend that did something stupid or crazy and you'd say, what are you, demented? No, dementia isn't that. What is dementia? Dementia is a term that describes a variety of symptoms affecting a person's cognitive functioning, including their ability to think, remember, and reason. It tends to get worse over time, so there are a few key early warning signs. Dementia occurs when nerve cells in a person's brain stop working. Although it typically happens in older people, it's not an inevitable part of aging. The brain's natural deterioration happens to everyone, as they grow older. But it occurs more quickly in people with dementia. There are many different types of dementia. According to the National Institute on Aging, the most common is Alzheimer's disease. Other types include Lewy body dementia, frontal temporal dementia, vascular disorders, and mixed dementia or a combination of types. There are 10 typical early signs of dementia, For a person to receive a diagnosis, they would usually experience two or more of these symptoms and the symptoms would be severe enough to interfere with their daily lives. The early signs of dementia are number one, memory loss. Memory loss is a common symptom of dementia. A person with dementia may find it difficult to recall information that they have recently learned, such as dates or events or new information. They may find that they rely on friends and family or other memory aids for keeping track of things. Most people occasionally forget things more frequently as they age. They can usually recall them later if their memory loss is age-related and not due to dementia. Number two. Difficulty planning or solving problems. A person with dementia may find it difficult to follow a plan, such as a recipe, when cooking or directions when driving. Problem solving may also get more challenging, such as when adding up numbers or paying bills. Number three, difficulty doing familiar tasks. A person with dementia may find it difficult to complete tasks they regularly do, such as changing settings on a TV, operating a computer, making a cup of tea, or getting to a familiar location. This difficulty with familiar tasks could happen at home or at work. Number four. Being confused about time or place. Dementia can make it hard to judge the passing of time. People may also forget where they are at any time. They may find it hard to understand events in the future or the past and may struggle with the dates. Number five. Challenges. Understanding visual information. Visual information can be challenging for a person with dementia. It can be hard to read, to judge distances, or work out the difference between colors. Someone who usually drives or cycles may start to find these activities challenging. Number six. Problem speaking or writing. A person with dementia may find it hard to engage in conversations. They may forget what they are saying or what somebody else has said. It can be difficult to enter a conversation. People may also find their spelling, punctuation, and grammar gets worse. Some people's handwriting becomes more difficult to read. Number seven, misplacing things. A person with dementia may not be able to remember where they leave everyday objects such as the remote control, important documents, cash, or their keys. Misplacing possessions can be frustrating and may mean that they accuse other people of stealing it. Number eight, poor judgment or decision making. It can be hard for someone with dementia to understand what is fair and reasonable. This may mean they pay too much for things or become easily sure about buying things they do not need. Some people with dementia may also pay less attention to keeping themselves clean and presentable. Number nine, withdrawal from socializing. A person with dementia may become uninterested in socializing with other people, whether in their home or at work. They may become withdrawn and not talk to others or not pay attention when others are speaking to them. They may stop doing hobbies or sports that involve other people. Number 10, changes in personality or mood. A person with dementia may experience mood swings or personality changes. For example, they may become irritable, depressed, fearful, or anxious. They may also become more disinhibited or act inappropriately. When to see a doctor. A person who experiences Any of these symptoms or notices them in a loved one should speak to a medical professional right away. According to the Alzheimer's Association, it is a myth that cognitive functioning always gets worse as a person gets older. Signs of cognitive decline may be dementia or other illness... For which doctors can provide support. Although there is no cure for dementia yet, a doctor can help slow the progression of the disease and ease the symptoms and so improve the person's quality of life. It's a it's a terrible, terrible, terrible disease dementia. Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it. You know, some people confuse it and say dementia is the first step to Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is dementia and it's a scary it's a scary scary, scary disease, not just for the patient, but for the person around them. But imagine the patient, the patient that can't remember where they're at. How scary can that be? I remember my wife's grandmother had full-blown Alzheimer's and dementia, and she she regressed. She went back to a time when she was living in Ireland on a farm, and she was looking for her mom and dad. Her mom and dad, unfortunately, was were long gone. And her brother and sister were long gone, but she was waiting for them. And she, she said she had to find them so she could go home. Do you know how scary that is to believe that with all your heart? With all your heart and soul that you're waiting for them to come get you so that you can go home. And in the meantime, you're around this person and they're sitting in their bed. It's a scary, scary thing. But if you notice it, if you notice it in someone around you, or if you notice yourself starting to get forgetful, don't wait. Don't wait until it gets too far gone. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your... Be proactive with your health, my friends. It's very important. And something else I want want to add to this. You know, it's said about people with vascular disorders. In a related article that I was reading from Medical News Today, there's this piece Uh, from Preventing Alzheimer's that says, people with cardiovascular problems appear to have a higher chance of developing some forms of dementia. Conditions that people often have before Alzheimer's include hypertension or high blood pressure, arterial fibrillation, high cholesterol, heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. These can also underlie other forms of dementia such as vascular dementia. There There is evidence that bad heart habits such as smoking and diet high in saturated fats may reduce brain volume. Autopsies have found cardiovascular disease in 80% of the people with Alzheimer's, although the link does not mean that one caused the other. Some people have The hallmark Alzheimer's plaques and tangles, but they never develop symptoms they may be it may be the symptoms only appear in these people if they also have some kind of vascular disease vascular dementia occurs when there is damage in the blood vessels that provide the brain with oxygen as a result low levels of oxygen reach the brain controlling cardiovascular risk factors may help to prevent the development of alzheimers however some people develop alzheimers without having any cardiovascular symptoms. So it's just something else to watch out for. If you have vascular problems or heart problems or diabetes, if you smoke, there's another good reason to quit smoking. Again, it's all a matter of being proactive about your health. All right, I want to move on to another subject, but before we do, we're going to take a little bit of a break here All right, a 30-second break. A mere shake of a lamb's tail, if you will. And I'll see you on the other side. An Apple Today is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. And there you're going to find connections to our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You're going to find... connections to our private chat board, our private chat rooms. You're also going to find that we're sponsored now by As Seen on TV, and there's a lot of products displayed on the page for you to check out. So, you get a minute, go over there, check out www.famousapple.com, tell your friends about us. But, don't go until we finish the conversation. Let's get back to it. And we're back! That wasn't too bad now, was it? Well, Getting into another study here from Medical News Today. I want to thank Medical News Today for all the studies that we went through today. Uh they're really an informative site. This one here, I know that there's quite a few people that have been waiting for this one. And so as not to disappoint, I bring you is there a link? Is there a link between depression and masturbation? <laughs> Masturbation is a healthful and enjoyable activity that has many possible health benefits. Is there any connection between masturbation and depression? Some people believe that masturbation can cause mental health issues. But this is an outdated idea that researchers have long since disproven. On the other hand... Having depression can affect how a person feels about masturbation and sex. Read on to learn all you need to know about masturbation and depression. Are masturbation and depression linked? Masturbation does not cause depression. It is a natural, pleasurable activity that may boost self-esteem and help a person explore their sexuality. That said, some people who masturbate do feel guilty or anxious about it. Historically, masturbation has been a social taboo. The outmoded view that linked masturbation and mental health problems came about in the early 1800s. By the 1900s, medical professionals had abandoned this view because research into the psychology and sex had made it clear that the practice of masturbation was nearly universal masturbation is a common safe activity that can offer many sexual health benefits but some religions and cultures continue to prohibit it although masturbation does not cause depression a person's religious cultural or social views may cause them to feel bad about it. A 2018 study found that 62.5% of male study participants with depression experienced some sexual dysfunction. Myths about masturbation were also more prevalent among those with depression. Masturbation will not have any effect on whether a person develops depression, but having depression can reduce a person's sex drive or libido and may cause them to lose interest in masturbation. How Depression Affects the Libido Depression may make a person lose interest in activities that they usually enjoy, and that includes sex. It is common for a person with depression to feel less interested in sex than they previously did. Communicating this to a partner is helpful. If one or both partners are experiencing a low libido due to depression, they can find other ways to maintain intimacy such as cuddling or giving massages. Masturbation may also help. A person experiencing depression may find that masturbating helps them feel sexual again, but this is highly personal. Many people go through phases of masturbating more or less frequently, which may not have any effect on their mental health. Certain medications for depression may also reduce a person's libido. Not all treatments have this effect, so If a specific medication decreases a person's sex drive and becomes bothersome, they should speak to the doctor about other options. A person whose partner has depression may find that masturbating meets their own sexual needs until the partner feels like reconnecting. Managing depression. As well as reducing sex drive, depression may also make a person feel sad, Guilty, hopeless, worthless, tired. Depression also may cause physical symptoms such as unexplained aches and pains. Anyone experiencing the symptoms of depression should speak to their doctor who will be able to help them access treatment. People can use a combination of talk therapy and medication to manage depression. The lifestyle changes and stress relieving activities below also help. Exercising regularly, getting enough sleep, eating a health a healthful, balanced diet, reducing alcohol intake, practicing yoga mindfulness or meditation, journaling, spending time with friends. The most effective mix of treatment and self-management strategies will vary from person to person. The benefits of masturbation. A growing number of studies have shown a correlation between masturbation and good health. Even though masturbation is not harmful, some people never masturbate or only do it rarely. This is also healthy and normal. The possible health benefits of masturbation include... Improving Sleep Masturbating to reach orgasm may help a person get a good night's sleep. During and after orgasm, feel-good hormones flood the brain. These hormones include oxytocin, dopamine, endorphins, and prolactin. These help a person relax, which may improve their sleep, making it easier to orgasm. When a person learns what feels good through masturbation, they may find it easier to orgasm during sex with a partner. A 2015 study looked at the link between female masturbation and sexual satisfaction. Researchers compared the experiences of two groups of married women. The women in one group had experienced orgasms from masturbation, while the women in the other group had not. The study found that the women who had orgasms when masturbating had more orgasms and greater sexual satisfaction, increasing sex drive. There may also be an association between masturbating and a person's sex drive. Research suggests that married women who masturbate may have a higher sex drive than those who don't. An older study from 2009 recruited 3,800 women and found that 52.5% of them masturbated with vibrators. The results showed that the vibrator use significantly improved sexual function, including arousal, desire, lubrication, and having an orgasm. Boost self-esteem. Masturbation may also improve a person's body confidence and self-esteem. A 2015 study shows that partnered women who masturbate have higher self-esteem than those who don't, may lower risks of prostate cancer. Although additional studies are necessary, initial research suggests that that frequent ejaculation may lower a man's risk of prostate cancer. A 2016 study found that men who report more frequent ejaculation were less likely to receive a prostate cancer diagnosis later in life. When to seek help. If a person feels guilty or anxious about masturbating, they should speak to their doctor. The doctor can recommend a therapist who specializes in sexual health and can help a person improve their relationship with masturbation. Anyone experiencing the symptoms of depression should also speak to a healthcare professional who can recommend treatments to help them manage the condition. Well, this really was an informative article. Uh you think back of all the things that, that we were told as children, I mean, you, if you did something like this, you'd go blind, uh, you'd grow hair in your palms, you you know, you, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember how old you are, but I remember when we were kids, they said if you did this, you'd go blind, and then you'd see a friend of yours that was wearing glasses, and you knew what he was doing in his spare time, but it seems, like it's a, it seems like a really good article. Very informative. These uh, Medical News Today articles are very informative. I find them very informative. Anyhow, thank you very much for stopping by today. I really appreciate it. And I want to remind you something. No matter what, things can always be worse. Right now, somewhere, there's someone that's striving to get where you're at. So, remember, things can always be worse. Well, thanks again for stopping by. Remember, you can always write me at admin at com. That's A-D-M-I-N at famousapple.com. Or just write me at jimmy at com. And do me a favor. Please put a rating on this podcast. And leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. We'd appreciate it. Definitely. So, Thanks again. Have a great weekend, my friends. Enjoy the weather because it's getting nicer all around. All right. Talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to An Apple A Day. I'm Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple A Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.